Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning and welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. My name is Harrison Mungai. I'm usually your host for this Grace Point Church podcast on Fridays. Uh, For the last couple of months, or maybe a little bit more, we have been thinking about a number of things that we ought to believe. Um, Say the Bible, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, um, uh, creation, and and many other things that we've been looking at, just uh, boiling down to three things that we ought to hold dear as believers. And today, being the last Friday in the month of October, is like our closing um, episode in this uh, in this series on what we are to believe about ABCD. And um, today we are then going to think about what are Christians uh, to know and indeed believe about death. So I know it's a it's a subject that many of us would find difficult to talk about, but it's a very important subject to actually uh, premeditate and think about, particularly um, at a time maybe when we might be sober, or even if we have lost a loved one. Um, it's an important subject for all believers to think about what are Christians to know and indeed believe about death. I think the reality of life is that at one point or another, we would lose a loved one, or we would know someone um, who might have lost a loved one. Actually, even we ourselves will indeed face death if the Lord tarries. So it's very important then for um, Christians to think about this. So three things we are going then to uh, learn today in this uh, um, closing episode of this series before we switch gears in the month of November. And the three things are that death is a painful reminder of the fall. And the second thing we're going to learn is that it is a glorious thing for a Christian to die. And the third thing is that Christ conquered death. Now, three things. That it's a painful reminder of the fall. It's a glorious thing for a Christian to die. And that Christ conquered death. So the first one. um, That death is a painful reminder of the fall. I think it's important to state up front that every death is painful. And we all mourn very differently. If you have lost a loved one, um, but regardless of who it is and, and their age and their life um, achievement, death is painful. Part of the reason that makes it very painful is because it is a wall that you can't get past. It's not like um, you know, something that it, it's so frustrating. It is like this uh, very, very thick wall of stone that is huge and right before you and your loved one has gone beyond and you have no way of asking them 
how they are or even how they went through it. You just know that it's a painful process. No one has gone and actually come back to tell the story, of course, except our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who we're going to talk about in the third point. So it is painful and it hits um, people really hard. It hits us very hard. It breaks apart families. It uh, separates fathers and mothers from their children, husbands and wives, children from their siblings or even from their parents. It is a painful thing. And yet it's a reminder of the fall. I'd like to say it wasn't going to be so from the beginning. In fact, it seems quite clear that our first parents were to live eternally, like enjoying the presence of God. But they had been given a clear instruction that the day you eat of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, they would surely die. It says um, in Genesis chapter 2 from verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day you shall eat of it, you shall surely die. And then of course they went on to eat the fruit about which they had been instructed not to eat. And consequently, death became part of the human experience and part of our reality. Those very sad words of Genesis chapter 3, 19 uh, are so real that by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you are taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. It's grim, it's dark, it's it's a sentence, and it's it feels um, very difficult to come to terms with. But yes, it is a reminder of our humanity, fallen, in need of a savior. It is this one enemy that stands um, on the way of the enjoyment of full experience of life. And it doesn't even take very long to see because just a chapter after, in chapter 5 of Genesis, then we begin to see a chapter full of death. The entire chapter, except for one man, Enoch, in chapter 5, verse 24, everybody dies including Adam himself. That's what it says in verse 4 of chapter 5 in Genesis, that the days of Adam, after he fathered Seth, were 800 years, quite a long time, and he had other sons and daughters. That's all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and then he died. Goes on to talk about different people, but the Kralion call, or the repeated phrase over and over again in chapter 5, and then he died. You know, think of us, um, <clears throat> verse 8, I think of verse 11 and verse 14, and he died, and he died, and he died, including Methuselah, who lived a very long time. You know, he then died. Every one of these people died. I like to say that when we lose a loved one, 
death is like this bell that is ringing to our ears and reminding us of our mortality, reminding us of our own uh, frailty, that we are here for a season, just like that hymn writer, that we are here for a season and then soon we'll be gone. To remind us that we are like um, a flower of the field that appears today and then tomorrow is gone. To remind us that you know, we, we are here momentarily. We are, um, so to speak, we, we are tenants. You know, one Gekoyo hymn writer talked of our bodies as a tent, that um, we're, we're only here living temporarily in a tent, and it can be uh, undone any minute, uh, and then we would be gone. I think it's C.S. Lewis who said that uh, death is a bell. It rings very closely, reminding us of our own mortality. also reminds us that we are human, that if the Lord tarries, we will all die. We will all face death. And that's kind of dark news, really. And that might sound very, very sad. But I think there is more to be said about death. And it is that it is a glorious thing, moving on to the second point, for a Christian to die. It's actually a glorious thing. Uh, Paul writes um, about um, uh, his own potentially impeding death um, because he was in jail. And he writes to a church that he dearly loved in Philippi and thanking them because of the way they had worked well together. And he would love and longed to see them, but he could see that maybe uh, his time of death was not too far. So he writes um, in chapter 1 from verses 20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will no way be ashamed, but to have sufficient, sufficient courage, so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And he goes on to, uh, to say in 21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He introduces this very interesting idea that actually to die is gain. In other words, it's a gain for him to be with Christ. It's a gain for, yeah, it is a gain for him personally to be in fellowship with Christ. It would be a loss to the church family at Philippi, but it would be a gain for him. He says in 22, if I'm to go on living in the body, that will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. 23, I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. Being with Christ through death seems to be better by far to Paul. And he says, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body, which of course then means more joyful service and fruitful labor in the kingdom. But the point is not lost, that it is through death that believers would enter into the joyful presence of Christ. Like he says here, uh, that uh, to be with Christ, which is better by far. So it's a glorious thing, really, for, for, for a Christian to die, um, because then they would be found in the presence of the Lord. In other words, they have then um, left the body. Uh, John the Revelator, uh, talking about it in John chapter 14, 
and verse 13 talks of this um it says it this word that i heard a voice from heaven say write this blessed are those who die in the lord from now on yes is a spirit they will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them which is a striking thing that yeah happy because the word blessed here it like it's a glorious thing it's a it's a happier place to be and john the revelator says blessed are those who die in the lord from now on hmm. why they will rest from their labor in other words they sort of now rest from their labor here on earth and in fact their very good deeds would indeed follow them so even though dark i mean our death looks very dark and it's indeed very sad and sorrowful when we lose a loved one i think the bible also teaches us it's a glorious thing when a christian dies in the lord of course it's a dreadful thing when someone who doesn't know the lord dies we are told in the book of hebrews i think is 927 that it is appointed unto us once to die and after that judgment and so it's it's really a dreadful thing for someone to die when they do not know the lord for then their eternal destiny is is really facing judgment is eternal damnation is away from the presence of the lord it really is a grave matter it's so serious and the contrast is very sharp a glorious thing for a christian to die in the lord their deeds follow them it's a blessed thing they are resting from their labor but for those who do not know the lord it's a dreadful thing for a sinner to fall in the hands of an angry god for the only thing that awaits them is judgment and a just condemnation for they are seen should make you think twice about your relationship with the lord while you're still alive is the last thing that I'll say and then we wrap up this episode of today's podcast that Christ conquered death and the grave Christ conquered death and the grave i think that's the good news now if genesis chapter 3 was very dark and and very difficult to process here is a good news that jesus overcame death he is the only man in living history who has gone through death and came back to tell the story i mean he is the only one who has died and come back to life and is alive to this day i mean that's a glorious thing that if there are a number of people that jesus called back to life after they had died but then they later on died again they are not with us today but he is alive the lord jesus christ he conquered death hell and the grave that's a wonderful thing no wonder paul uh, writing in uh, 1 corinthians chapter 15 you know can actually say that believers can actually mock death you know they can say that um verse 53 of 1 corinthians 15 that this perishable body must put on the imperishable 
this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come to pass the saying, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? See, the sting of death is seen and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a glorious, glorious thing to know that death in Christ is swallowed up in victory. He could say death is defeated. He came that we may have life and have it abundantly. He came that we may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would have eternal life. The eternal life that was lost in Eden in Genesis chapter 3 is worn back in the Lord Jesus Christ. No wonder he would say to Martha and her sister in John's Gospel chapter 11 when they had lost their brother Lazarus, that I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, yet he shall live. See, that's a glorious thing. It's a glorious thing to know when Jesus is saying that he is the resurrection and the life. I think that's a truth to hold on to. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Think of these things. What great Christian hope the gospel offers us this great hope beyond death itself, beyond the ultimate experience of human existence, which is actually death. The gospel light shines beyond the dark alleys of death in knowing that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. That he who believes in him, though he may die, yet he shall live. Isn't that a glorious thing? But actually it even gets better than John the Revelator. Um, think of these uh, things of these words in Revelation chapter 19, uh, no, chapter 21. And he, he gives us this amazing summary that I will close with um, in Revelation 21, uh, verses 1 through 4. And he says, John the Revelator, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall, be, shall there be mourning, no crying, no pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. What a glorious picture of a new age to come. 
What a glorious picture that death will be dead. Christ has conquered death and the grave. Jesus foresees another time in the future to come when the dwelling place of God is with man. You know, they are his people and God is there with them as they are God. This is Genesis 1 and 2 recaptured one more time. And what's he doing? He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. You could almost say that that, that point you could add it is death will be dead. We can look forward to a time when death shall be no more. When every tear from our eyes will be wiped by God our Father. Where there shall be no more mourning. This horrible human experience. There will be no more crying over the loss of loved ones. There will be no more pain. No more cancers. No more coronavirus. There will be no more heart disease. There will be no more surgeries. There will be no more infections. None of that will be there. Behold, I am making all things new, says the Alpha and the Omega. It's a glorious thing. Rejoice in these truths, dear saint. Live as those who have hope. Paul writing in Thessalonians was telling them, because of these truths of the gospel, we do not mourn as those who have no hope, because we have hope beyond the grave. May you be comforted tonight. May you be comforted whenever you are listening to this message. May you know that through the gospel, death has been conquered. And if you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, then I'm afraid the only thing that awaits you is a dreadful encounter with the Savior. But if you know him, what a glorious thing it would be that day when you close your eyes for the last time to indeed be found in the presence of the Lord. If you'd like to know more how you can get to know Jesus, please reach out. Or perhaps wherever you are, he says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't have to lead you in a particular prayer myself. You yourself, you can cry to the Lord. For indeed, whoever calls on his name, he hears and he listens. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and that he was raised from the dead and confess it with your mouth. The book of Romans chapter 10 tells us, you will be saved from death to eternal life. May God bless you and have yourself a wonderful day ahead. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.